Hello and welcome to The Widow Podcast. I am your host, Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I am a widow, a mum, a health coach, a life coach and grief coach. I want to help you see that you really can create something truly meaningful after loss. You have everything you need within you and I want to help you find it so you can see how capable and amazing you really are. Helping you find a more positive way through your grief. and welcome back to another episode of the widow podcast it's lovely to have you here again and this week i am really excited to introduce you to a lovely man john webb um, who is the founder of embark two which is a support for widow and widowers offering holidays and events on a not-for-profit basis and I, I don't know how we stumbled across each other, John. I think it was through social media, wasn't it, of, of some sort? Um, yes, I think it was. That's yes. right. And uh, I, I just loved, you know, what John does, what he offers. And I think it's it's really inspiring. And I wanted to share a bit of his story to help you see that there are options out there. There are ways and there's, there's things that you can do um, and take part in that will help you grow and experience new things, um, in, increasing your confidence and your self-esteem and meeting new people. And I wanted John to, to come and explain a little bit about what he does and why he does it. So, John, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me Hi, today. Karen. Um, so you've just got back from from two weeks in Portugal haven't you on a lovely yes now we took a group out to Portugal as we do every year well except last year of course and of course in January the weather um, you know bright sunshine during the day and temperatures around 17 degrees so I'm normally in t-shirts and shorts and we really just have a fantastic time we stayed a lovely hotel and um, we we go out and just enjoy the Algarve um and this year there should have been 20 of us um ended up being 15 um but the good thing about that of course is that uh, for us is that we have seen a, a real uptake in membership since october it really st- remained static um throughout covid mm. and now it looks like you know people are are more confident at getting out they want to meet people um and widowers and widowers are now joining we've gone from about 180 members in october to 300 um and you know our our goal over five years was for 500 members so i think that's easily going to be achievable um but yes but i mean how i set up embark to um i'm and i became a widow in 2013 and uh, very quickly realised just how expensive it was going on holiday on your own with these, you know, single person supplements. And I just thought there had to be a better way of doing this, to be yeah. honest. And, you know, as was normally the case whilst I was married, I, I would say something I'd later regret, although this time I haven't. I said to a group, would anybody like to go on a walking holiday to Cyprus? And about 26 people said, yeah, we'll do that. All widows and widowers. And um, booking the hotel and the flights weren't a problem because I used a travel agent at the time. Um, But it was getting someone to lead the walks in Cyprus. And I thought all I had to do was go online and uh, book someone. And 
they were wanting £700 per person, Karen, for these walks. Just for the now, walks, that, not for the travel or the, the, no, the accommodation? That, that included the walks, it included the coach, it included lunch. Okay. And I thought, that's how much the holiday is costing. Wow. And so after about two weeks, I came across a walking club in Cyprus, expats, British expats. So I got in touch with them. I said, would you do some walks for us? And came back and said, absolutely love to. We rarely see um, people from Britain, from the UK. So we'd love to uh, work with your group. So they actually did the week of walks, didn't charge us a penny for. And they said, um, this is the bus company we use um, for our travel. Suggest you use them. And for the, the whole week, it was... 230 euros for the bus so our walk went from 700 pounds per person (laughs) to 230 euros for 23 people now everybody had to buy their own lunch and they were happy to do that yeah and that cow and I just thought I can do this I can do very cheap holidays for widows and widowers who I could see were getting an awful lot out of the holiday meeting people so eventually that, that is how Embark 2 started. And um, I started doing more holidays, um, really just, just cutting out the travel agent. Um, and that's when I found out that uh, the, you know, the single person supplements actually don't exist. They're just not there. Um, and, and that really is um, what we do. We just, whatever we are charged, that's what we charge the member. We, we do add a little bit for, for the admin to run the site. But if I can give an example, um, we had a, well, this holiday to Portugal, we charged 395 uh, for this holiday to Portugal. But you could go on to other sites and book the same hotel. But the cheapest we got for the hotel, same room, was £601. But we know that that price, because we watched the prices, for the same room had actually been £1,500. Wow. Um, you know, as it goes up and down. So we were offering a, a, a hotel stay for 395 that the cheapest we could find online was 601 So that's what we do. We, we simply cut out their profit. So but you're every contacting one of, the hotel directly? Yes. But every one of our holidays, um, whether it's at abroad or in the UK, we do what we call a recce. Mm-hmm. We just make sure it is suitable mm. for our members. Mm. Um, so if it's a walking holiday, we have to do the walks first. So we risk assess. Um, we check out the accommodation. So we make sure that when our members book the holiday, you know, that they're, they're, they're not just going to have a good time and we've mm. got enough activities. But also that, you know, the accommodation we provide for them is, is comfortable and the food is nice. Mm, mm. Um, and of course, they're, they're not paying a premium for it. In That's addition it. to that, yeah. sorry, Karen. No, go on, no, carry on. In addition, to in, in addition to that, of course, you then have a group of widows and widowers coming from all parts of the UK. Mm. And one of the real advantages and one of the plus things I think of Embark too is that we can see throughout the couple of years we've been running the holidays is that we can have widowers coming from Scotland, widowers coming from London, and they now have lasting friendships 
and that I think is a good time. I, I myself have, have made friendships throughout the country. Um, so I think that that is it. one of the bonuses that we actually didn't foresee, that I didn't foresee when I was thinking, well, what are the benefits of MBOC 2? I'd never thought of that, that people do form relationships, um, you know, friendships, and they keep in touch with each other. And what is good, we have a, an annual holiday to Keswick. And it's great just seeing these people coming back as if they're long lost friends. And it's oh. just fantastic to see. Because where, where are you based then, John? Well, I personally am based in Newcastle. Okay, so when you started out, we and you say you had your, your 25 kind of, the group of you that were, I assume, yeah. were based in Newcastle That's that right. you met that were widows and widowers. Was that your kind of premise initially, that it would be for local people to get together to, to go on holiday, but it's kind of expanded beyond yes, that? Yes, it has. And you, you mentioned before social media. Um, I'll tell you a story about social media. Um, and it is to do with this holiday to Portugal, I spoke to my sister the other day and um, she got a call from her sister-in-law who is also a widow. And uh, she said, quick, I've sent you a photograph. Uh, it's been taken in Portugal. Is that your brother in the background? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, that, that's... The so, power of social media. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so, what, so. yeah, and I think you're right, but it's... And this is why I do what I do as well, because I think there's such power, isn't there, in bringing people together that are going through something similar, because it's a, you know, widowhood's a, a very lonely, isolating place, isn't it? And I think, yeah. you, you know, people are wonderful and family and friends do so much for us. But unless they've lost a, a life partner, they don't understand the yeah. impact it has on our that's lives. And that's not through any fault of their own. Thank God they don't understand because it's awful. But to be with people that there's just this silent understanding of, of where you are and what you're going through and how you feel. It's just, it brings so much comfort, yeah. doesn't it? So much I think comfort. that's right. And I, I think that's a good phrase there, the silent understanding. I know exactly what you mean because I can see it mm. amongst our group yeah. that we don't have to say we understand. We just know we understand. Mm. And I think that's exactly right. Mm. And I think that is the power of the group, mm. that we are all there, we're all supporting each other. And we have people who have been recently bereaved and people who've been bereaved, you know, for, for longer. Mm. But they all have something to contribute. They all have something to add and they can all support each other. Yeah, um, because they do. And, 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 and I know exactly what you mean, because when I bring people together in groups and they're in different stages of their journey, there's always that, oh, well, what if someone's ahead of me and if what if someone's behind me? And it's like ev everyone has got something to offer because we all come at it from a, a different angle, don't we? We, we grieve in our own unique ways, but we've all got something to share, to give yeah. a different viewpoint and experience that invites you to kind of explore your own grief and what you're going through but also share some of your your knowledge your wisdom your your experience yeah. and and that gives you a feel-good factor doesn't it knowing that you're helping someone else well it, it, it does Karen because when we you know on an evening when when we're all eventually together um you know I can see that I can hear the conversations and maybe I'm part of the conversation mm. but I can see that you know this person from Manchester is talking to this person from London who if they had not have come on that holiday they would never have met but here they are didn't know each other two days ago and they're supporting each other through their own different stage of grief yeah, yeah. 
and it's it is magic there is something magical about it and you can see it can't you that that almost that relief that you see in people's bodies of just being able to openly talk about it you know I, I did my event last year when I it's the first time I've brought people together in person so you you've probably seen this a lot more than I have because a lot of my stuff's on, on online but seeing a room full of people being able to openly talk about their experience their person without feeling like you're being a burden without feeling like you're being miserable or people are judging you or thinking oh gosh she's talking about that again and oh she's being miserable and it always comes back you know and it's like it's it's that that invitation to be open about everything and, and share your your feelings your thoughts stories about your loved one and everyone is kind of um what's the word I'm looking for invested in that aren't they and interested yeah. and they want to share and it's you can just almost see sh people's shoulders dropping and then breathing and thinking oh you know this just feels good I mean, yeah S some probably you know some of our members probably talk more about their grief when they're on our events mm. that than they do when when they are back home but but I, I think you're absolutely right I think and I was just thinking about this this morning that when I lost Joyce, I had a lot of friends who were married and it suddenly occurred to me this morning that whilst they didn't particularly keep in touch with me, I realized this morning that actually I didn't keep in touch with them and my view, you know, why didn't I do that? And you're right, it's because I didn't want to burden them. Yeah. Um, but having a group like this where you can come and just unburden. Yes. And, um, you know, because it's, it's very difficult when you're in your own home environment mm. and, you know, how things spiral out of control in your head. Oh, yes. um, when you're in a group and you can talk about this and someone's probably already been through it, yeah. you know, you can have a reasoned discussion and, you know, realise, you know, there, there, there is an outcome if there is an outcome. If there is an outcome, there is a way forward mm. and I will come out at the end. Um, mm. But it's, I mean, one thing about our group, um, so initially, when I set up the group, the the holidays were more focused on activities, walking holidays, um, and walking holidays was a, for me great because as you're walking in a group, you may be talking to one person, but then twenty minutes later, just the natural way you walk, you're talking to someone else, and it was it was great and. Um, but through those activity holidays, um, I could see people, uh, our members, you know, building in their, their own confidence that seeing life could, you know, they could have a happy life and life could be happy. Um, and, you know, I, I mentioned earlier to, to you that on, on one group, I really didn't think that these were activities that my group would go for. Mm. And I just happened to say, anyone fancy kayaking or, or climbing? And you're straight away, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And that took me back. So um, I arranged for the kayaking. I arranged for the indoor climbing, uh, which was on ropes. Um, and talk about the climbing. Um, we had quite, well, actually, I'm, I, I wish I had this video, but we, we had a race, uh, me and, and another chap called John. We had a race to the top and uh, 
I won, but he argues that the roof was slanted like that, and I was down there when he was up there. That was his argument. But it was just great. But after that, some of the ladies in the group came to me to say, I never thought in a million years I'd do something like that. It was great. And it was just, you know, the, the confidence building, the growing in it, you know, the, the self-esteem. Um, and But the kayaking is the one that has taken me mostly by surprise because that is now a regular feature. Uh, you know, we have members who just love kayaking and we have a holiday in Newcastle um, every year and it involves kayaking in the North Sea. Wow. Again, but, but I should add, Karen, now we have qualified instructors on everything. So <laughs> yes. we organise that. Um, but I... I simply assumed that the people who would be going kayaking in the North Sea would be the ones who kayaked with me in the Lake District, but no, not at all. Some other people came out and they kayaked for the very first time in the North Sea. And I just thought, I wouldn't do that. No. I wouldn't have the confidence to do that. And they came out and they, you know, absolutely had a fantastic time. Oh, um, that's and, and that really is what Embark 2 is about. It, it's about yes providing holidays at you know at an affordable rate but it's the support you get within that holiday it's the support from the members it is the activities um that we offer which you you can take part in you don't need to take part in um but it's really if you like pushing the envelope so that our members our widows and widowers can actually Actually, I can do that. Mm. Because as you know, Karen, once, when you lose your partner, all your confidence has just gone. Mm. Um, you know, I, I can remember that. I mean, at home, if a light bulb went, mm. I would change it. You know, that was, that was me. That was my job. But I can remember when a light bulb went in a lamp in the house. Now, back in the old days when, you know, Joyce was around, we would have spare lamps and I didn't have a spare lamp and... I just broke down yeah. because I couldn't fix it. Mm. Um, so it's simple. It's, you know, simple mm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just providing confidence and, you know, so that we can tackle things when, when we come up against an obstacle, or, you know, in our daily lives as a widower or widower, you know, I hope that some of the support and some of our activities have built confidence and self-resilience enough that we can deal with that perhaps a little bit more. Um, So so that's what I hope our members get out of it, Um, as well as, of course, the friendships they make Mm. um, Mm. throughout the UK. And, you know, like I said, it is absolutely fantastic when, you know, we have a holiday, people come together and maybe the last time they've seen people is on the last holiday six months ago and it's, just great it's like old friends coming back together um yeah and on this recent portugal holiday i would say a third of the members was the very first holiday and the very first time they had met anybody else so that obviously what was a concern because i wanted to make sure that we all gelled Mm. and you know like i say you know things go through your mind if you're on your own and uh, within hours of everyone landing and getting together, it was, what was I worried about? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's 
the term you mentioned before that silent understanding we just know we just yeah. know why we're there yeah um, that, that hidden connection isn't yeah. it it's 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 very powerful and I think <clears throat> you know it's it is through our connections with others that we find our way you, you know we we cannot heal on our own we cannot find our way in solitude and and it's very easy for us to to withdraw because exactly to your point you you know our, our confidence our self-esteem is shattered isn't it there's suddenly this this vulnerability this feeling very exposed because what we knew in the world has been has been taken from us and we don't understand it anymore and it's those questions where do I fit in what do I do now how am I going to do this by myself and they're huge and all of a sudden it, it's that feeling of powerlessness I can't do this I, do, I don't know where I belong my life is over my best days are behind me you know all these stories that we tell ourselves and actually when we are brave enough and how brave is it you know like you've just said there were five people that had booked up for two weeks in Portugal with a bunch of people they didn't know that is just amazing and I I just I just want to hug people that do that because you know it's not easy you, you know it's not like they are born with this confidence where they're like oh I'll do that it's fine it, it's easy I, I have no I have no apprehension I have no nerves or anxiety about it of course they do it's huge putting yourself out there into these situations that you don't know how it's going to go but you're brave enough to do it and in that in that courage that you kind of find within you and you take those steps and do something that you didn't believe you were probably capable of you discover so much about yourself don't you and you grow and you know you were telling me about the story of the, the kayaking and one of the ladies did she say to you I would never have done that if my husband yeah, had right. died yes yeah yeah and it and it's that that discovery of yourself and what yeah. you're capable of because you know, when when we're married, we get into a a life cycle. We we have a routine and a structure, and you know, sometimes we might step out of that. We might go and do something a bit brave, but generally, you you kind of do the things that you've always done yes, that's because right. you're comfortable you in stay it. Stay within your envelope. Yeah, yes. that's it, and and understandably, and we all do it, and and stepping out of that. And, and stretching that is is really uncomfortable um but when we do and we see that actually we are capable of so much more than we ever dreamed of you, you know that is huge for our confidence and our self-esteem and then that makes us want to try new things doesn't it and push ourselves a little bit further because that feeling that that growth that understanding that self-discovery is i think so powerful yeah. and and quite um addictive almost like oh what can i do now you know the kayaking the climbing walls with ropes and jumping yes. into the north sea like oh you know that's scary and especially with people you, you don't always know i know some of them are returning aren't they and, and coming yes, back from old groups there, there but, are always people who we've yes, never met and, and that that as well can can be scary because you think oh they all know each other how am I going to fit in you, you know is this going to be okay but people are so kind aren't they people are so I, kind I think that that's exactly right Karen because we, there were well two members who had booked on the holiday were aware that there was going to be a section who had been on the previous 
Portugal holiday. And we, we have a helpline number. And so that was constantly going by, by two of our members, just really wanting um, some support, some uh, really just want some reassurance yeah. that, you know, it was, if you like, that the decision they had made to come on the holiday was the right one for them. Yeah. And, and I think that that is one of the other things we have is we have the support line. Um, but yes, you're right. People do think exactly that. Have I made the right decision? I'm going to meet people I haven't mm. met before, mm. but they are going to be with people that they have. Yes. And, yeah. and, you know, but it's strange. I'm going to use what you said, the, um, the, 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 the term you said just a few moments ago, um, that this, the silent knowing Mm, um mm. they just come into the group and it's it's like telepathy Mm -hmm. you know we just all know where we are we all know why we're here Mm. Um, and that's what makes our group I think so supportive so so tell me you 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 obviously you, you reach new people and new people come and as we've touched on there's a there's a nervousness there's an apprehension of oh, I don't think I can do this I'm on my own I don't know anywhere you know if, we all have it don't we you know when you yeah. when you put yourself into these situations what a what do you say to people to kind of reassure them that it will be okay and they will be okay and b what do you think it is within us in our journeys that drives us to push ourselves and, and, and you know, step into these uncomfortable yeah. situations? Is it, do you think it's that, that desire to want more to, to, to live again? Um, what is it do you think that you've noticed, through, you know, through your experience? Well, I, I think firstly on, on sort of how we encourage and, and, and what we offer, um, we offer support um, and it's really our ethos. Our ethos is that we are all there for each other. Mm. Um, you know, that we're there to support each other. We're there because we all have suffered a, a common loss. Mm. Uh, we have lost our partners. So, you know, from that ethos, um, you know, we let our members know that, Really, from the support that they, they will get the support they need from the membership. In fact, most of the support actually comes from the membership. Um, the types of activities uh, we do, we we also, you know, spell out that there is absolutely no pressure at all to be with the group. Um, many years ago in Portugal, we had a chap came along. He was very, very newly bereaved. Um, so everything was raw. Um, what he didn't like was going home on a night time and having dinner on his own. So he came along to Portugal. We had the chat beforehand. He was quite comfortable not being with the group during the day, but he wanted to be with them at the evening meal. And that was great. Um, everyone accepted that. But what was really good, we were in Faro one day and um, sitting in a coffee shop um, and he walked past. He was on his walk and he came over and just sat with us. Mm. And uh, and from that moment on, he just grew within the group. 
So he went from, look, I want to come, but I only want an evening meal, to eventually he joined in the group. Um, so I, I think, you know, what do we offer? Yeah, no one is forced to take part in anything because we are all at, not just at different stages of, the, of our grief, but of course we deal with that differently as well. And I think we have to understand that. And as, as far as we can, we accommodate that. And I think that's probably one example of how we accommodate it because even though he was with us on the evening meal, we were still supporting him and that's what we're all about. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the holiday, you know, he was not just on the evening meal. It would be evening meal, by the way, Karen, and then he'd go to his room. By the end of the holiday, you know, he, he spotted us at a coffee shop, came and sat with us. By the end of the holiday, he would still come down and have his evening meal, but he stayed with us, you know, during the evening. So, you know, as to developing, you know, growing confidence and de developing and moving through your own stage of grief, we were supporting him mm. because he was like that outside. He didn't want to have contact with anyone. Um, so he he basically cut himself off. He, he was someone who loved walking. That's what he did. But at least after the holiday, he actually said to us, he now realizes that he can uh, be in a group. He can join, you know, his friends on walks. Um, and he now understands that he can do that. Um, but it is treating people as individuals, mm. because whilst we're all going through grief, as you know, yeah. all grief is different. It is. And, yeah. And, and that's yeah. how we look at it. And I think what's what's lovely about that as well, and, and, and I don't mean to generalise here because I know we're all different, but I, I think there is a distinct difference in how men and women grief yes. um women are, will reach out for connection a lot more and help and support and 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 have have a, a deeper desire maybe to to share what what's going on for them um men i think as you you, you know you've touched on just there sometimes they can withdraw they, they don't always feel comfortable talking to others or showing emotion or, or sharing what's going on for them and that's not a criticism or a judgment it's it, you know I, I get it um and i think Offering that space where you can kind of say to somebody, come, come and join us. You don't have to partake in all of this stuff. Your time is your own. We're here if you want us. And watching somebody slowly transition from being quite withdrawn, not quite knowing how to navigate it and, and just turning up where they're comfortable, probably pushing themselves a bit. But, you know, like I always say, you've got your comfort zone, your stretch zone, your panic zone. And it, it's kind of you don't want to jump out your comfort zone into your yes. panic zone, do you? It's mm -hmm. like just yeah. and then when you go into your stretch zone, that becomes more comfortable. Your, your, you know, your circle of comfort grows and then you're able to step into your panic zone. But of course, then it's it's yeah. not so much of a stretch. But. Um, and watching somebody slowly take those steps and and keep going and keep mm. pushing and, and actually going, oh, do you, you know, like, yeah, this is uncomfortable, but actually I can I can feel that I'm getting something from it. It's it's providing me with something that maybe I didn't realize I needed or I didn't know would help me as much as it is. And 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 to keep kind of making those connections and pushing themselves that little bit further. And for you to see that happening 
must be amazing and you must see it a lot on on individual holidays like you just said at the beginning at the end and seeing how somebody kind of grows but also you know if you have returning clients I don't know how you would refer to <laughs> to people, yeah. but you know that that come on a holiday and then you know come back the following year, then the following year, and watching that person grow and explore themselves and discover who they are and and get the answers to the questions that you know takes a long time to to get to. That must be a lovely feeling for you, John, to witness that. It, it is, and in fact, I had this conversation with the group maybe a couple of years ago. Um, our Keswick, our very first Keswick holiday, which I'm very naive, we hire a, a self-catering centre. Um, and I, I would say we were all like um, rabbits and headlights, mm. if you like. And, and if I'm honest, counsel so was I. Yeah. Um, on our very first Keswick holiday, um, I remember someone talking to me about, about Joyce. And I remember thinking, I don't want to talk about this because mm. it was still too painful so yeah. that that's what I mean we're maybe a little too naive but that's where we were that's where we all were rabbits and headlights and it was a good few years later that I was just sitting in in the accommodation and seeing people who had been on that um first holiday and um on that first holiday and I could just see how much they had grown from the rabbit in the headlight yeah. to being actually confident um, and out there. And I just thought, yeah, that, that's yeah. brilliant to see that. But also it said to myself, I've probably come that far as well because you don't know it really. You, you don't know. No. Um, yeah. or, or there's perhaps not understanding. But yes, and, you know, now it, we, we've gone from, having a couple of people help with, well, what was before MBOC2, what is now MBOC2. Yeah. We now have eight people on board who yeah. in, in their own way help um, with either admin or help with holidays. Um, so that the management of the group is now growing. So we've got more ideas. Um, but even that I think is, you know, for, you know, people who have lost a partner to be able to take on that responsibility, to be able to take on that role. Wow. And because they themselves are helping other widows and other widowers who've probably just maybe just lost their partner yeah. Yeah. or coping with the loss. And it's about, you know, coming together to support each other. That's so wonderful. And do you know, even for you in your journey, John, you know, you know, we we talk a lot about sort of finding meaning after someone mm. has has died, a loved one's died. And that that's not finding a reason for their death. That's that's you know, it's about what we do with our lives after they've they've died and, and finding meaning in, in our own lives. Mm. And I think you have just created a beautiful example of how somebody can do that, you know for you and it's such a wonderful way really to honor Joyce and, and her life and, and your yeah. experience but also your life yeah well I, that's hitting the nail on the head Karen um you know Mbok 2 for me is how I make sense of my my loss yeah um you know I, I just felt that you know, that loss 
I, I, you know, that that loss just couldn't happen without a positive thing coming out of it. Mm. You know, otherwise, what was the point? So for me, Mbop too is how I make sense of my loss. And if if you like, honor Joyce's memory because it is, mm. um, you know, it, it is how I honor her memory, um, and it is what gives me the confidence to move on, um, to yeah. move forward. Uh, so, yeah, so, so that's how I, partly how I deal with Joyce's, the loss of Joyce. Um, and Embark 2 has allowed me to do that. And equally, mm. you know, it, although we've been talking about how Embark 2 supports men, how Embark 2 supports widows and widowers, but equally the support comes the other way. Yeah. Because, you know, if it wasn't for Embark 2, then... How can I make sense? This is how I make sense. We all make sense of our loss in different ways. And this is something how I make sense of my loss. That's so beautiful, John. It really is. And and you're helping other people make sense of theirs in that as well, by giving them the opportunity to grow and and create these new opportunities in their lives and new experiences, because, you know, that's helping them find their way. And like you've said, it's so hard for us as human beings to understand death. You know, when somebody you love that is such a, an, an intrinsic part of your life dies, that there's no explanation for it. There's no understanding. It's like, how are they here? And now they're not. I, I don't think it's something that our human brains, as much as it's it's inevitable, we're all going to die and we're all going to lose someone we love. So this isn't this isn't new to us, but for our, our brains to, yeah. to make sense of that and to understand it, I, I don't know how capable we are of that because even, yeah. I don't know about you, John, but even for me now, you know, it's been nearly five and a half years and I sometimes have those moments where I go, Simon died. he's dead that's it he is no more so we have to create a way I believe in making some sense of that finding some meaning in that of of whatever that might might look like for us and it's different for everyone isn't it but kind of going something good has to come out of this I have to have to believe that they're not a reason for their death but there's a a reason for me to carry on and and to to find purpose and meaning in my life that fulfills me that that in a roundabout way Karen is how we came up with the name Embark 2 because you know when you lose your partner whether you like it or not you are embarking on another chapter of your life and that's how we came up with the name of Embark 2 because this is now you're embarking to a different pathway Mm. so that that's that sums up how we came up with the name and, and, and I think it's such a, a wonderful example that you are setting for other widows and widowers is that recognition that, yes, that that part of your life has gone tragically. And, and that's so difficult for us to to accommodate, I think, to, to understand that. But also that there is a new chapter, there is a, a new life that we have yes. to create and we have choices in that I believe and, and and we can choose not to do anything we can absolutely choose to to be sad and and not push ourselves and and maybe not live a, a life or create something new because it's too painful it's too hard and again that's not a criticism it's it's a choice that some people make 
for themselves for their own reasons but I I like to show people and I think is what you're doing here is that there there is opportunity to create something good to still find connection and joy and love and happiness in those next chapters and that's not to say that that's us forgetting our person or no longer loving our person it's just giving ourselves permission and going it's okay it's okay to come along and have some fun and and still remember your person but remember you as well and and discover parts of you that's it because I I, I've never liked the term moving on I think is the term people use but I think you can go into the future a different future but at the same time taking your loved one with you 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 are you know that you are not leaving your loved one behind mm. you can take the love your loved one with you like like I do um and and that's what we hope to offer yeah um yeah so yeah so that that sums up again uh, our ethos really um, it is it's 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 letting people know isn't it that you know creating a new life and and doing things for yourself that feel good isn't taking anything away from you it doesn't diminish your, your love or your loss you, you bring them with you you know yes, and, and that's exactly. it and we we talk about them we share our stories and, and 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 connect with others and and that's a beautiful thing because our person gave us so much we are who we are because that person was in our lives aren't we ultimately they, they've shaped who we've become and as much as part of us has died with them part of them lives on in us and and in their life and in their death it it teaches us doesn't it it teaches us so much about life and ourselves and I don't know about you but my whole outlook on life and and the way I view the world is completely different now yes it is absolutely completely different and and relationships have changed and I've changed and and I fought all that for a long time but actually when you start to acknowledge it and, and accommodate it you, you allow for these these new possibilities and experiences and, and people to come into your lives. And actually, mm-hmm. through doing those things, we're giving ourselves permission to live again. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's a beautiful thing. And I think everything that you offer, John, is is wonderful and I am so grateful to you I have never been on one of your holidays but they just sound incredibly powerful and nurturing and positive and such a safe space for people to start to embark on the next chapter of their lives you know um growing through their 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 pain and their grief and, and meeting new people and just allowing them that space to to do that in because it's not difficult is it when you're on your own and well it is difficult it is difficult when you're on your own to to find ways of of exploring the world and trying out new things because everyone else around you is still in the in their relationships and partnerships so John I think it's it's just incredible if somebody wanted to get in touch with you to you know discover more about what you do how would they do that uh, they could well visit our website, which is www.embok2.co.uk, or we have um, an email address, inquiries at embok2.co.uk. Or if I can quickly I can give you my telephone, our telephone number, we have a helpline number, um, which I should. 
I should have had this before, Karen. Sorry. No, don't worry. Uh, it's fine. Because if you tell me all this now, then I can put it in the in the notes as well <laughs> um, for, for the podcast. Uh, contacts. Reach out to you. Embark two. Yeah, we have a helpline number. There we go, which is 07498 623 819. Brilliant. Mm, that's the number. That's and, and as much as you're, you're based in, in Newcastle, yeah. People from over the UK can get in touch and, and get involved yes, if they want absolutely. to. Absolutely. Um, and, and they have to become a member um, before they can. So, yes, yes, because yeah. we, well, one of the things obviously we're very careful about is we, we, we have to ensure mm. not just that our group is nurturing and supportive, but we have to look at the safety. So, yeah. we need to ensure that anyone wanting to join the group is bona fide yeah. uh, widow widower or has mm. lost a long-term partner so there are checks we do and you know once they complete the uh the enrollment form um mm. we, we do our checks from there and then, i love that because that that protects the integrity of the group as well doesn't yes, it because it is. sadly there are people out there that will pretend to get in on these things and, and yes. which, which just because our holidays are so much cheaper yeah <laughs> <laughs> And you're all such lovely people as well. Yes. <laughs> but you, you've also touched on that if, you know, you, you talked a little bit and we don't have to go into great detail now, but you kind of want to, to create space for people coming from abroad to come over to the UK and do walking yes. holidays. Well, th- this came about, um, I took early retirement a few years ago, but I worked on Newcastle Quayside. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did a lot of walking along Hadrian's Wall and, because of that, we, you know, I would meet groups. And um, it was actually when I was at lunch on Newcastle Keith side, there was a group of walkers who were doing Hadrian's Wall. Uh, I got on chatting to them and, you know, they, they came over from the US. And I, I know just how much they would have had to have paid for that holiday. And I thought, as a not-for-profit, I could probably do it for half the price. So, yes, um, what, what I am keen on developing is walking Hadrian's Wall, say, for American widows and widowers. Mm. And we would, all, we would not be able to organise the, the, the flights to the UK, mm. but we would organise the accommodation and we would, we would organise the guides. Um, now, Generally, the holidays, of course, where when you do Hadrian's Wall, it's here's a map, off you go. But because we're not for profit, uh, we don't charge for the guide. So we would put a guide in there, which mm. means that anyone coming over to walk Hadrian's Wall has plenty of time to visit houseteads and all the other uh, Roman forts along the wall. Because, of course, they're not spending all, t- all the time looking at the maps. And yes. so... Yeah, so that's what we would like to do. Um, Brilliant. So, so um, if anyone over over in the US, <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that's, that's a possibility um, because that sounds like a great, great yeah. idea. And yeah. I don't know I, about you, but walking in nature has been like therapy for me. In, in yes, I, I think that's. Mm. I think that's it. We we do a lot of our, one of our holidays as well. To talking about you know the American side. Every year we have done um, a holiday in Newcastle, which involves part of the Roman wall. 
but we actually managed to get across to the Farn Islands where we have the Farn Islands to ourselves for a picnic wow. on an evening. We can get into the lighthouse and it's brilliant. Oh. So anyone com- coming across from the United States, if they didn't fancy the walking Hadrian's Wall, you know, if they were a member, they could opt in to that and have a week in Newcastle and then go off somewhere else. And again, Karen, we have, you know, members in London. So if they were going to go off to London, I'm sure members in London, rather than pay for a guide, would be very happy to take them around London. Absolutely. Such great opportunities for people there, John. You really have got an absolute heart of gold. I think you should be so proud of yourself. I hope you take time to notice all the good that you're doing and and you know the hope that you're offering people in such a dark dark place in in their lives you know you're offering that that glimmer of light yes and, and that light yeah. grows and I think that that's a gift you know it's such a gift that you give to people John and I'm sure Joyce would just be so Thank incredibly you, proud of you and, and I think you should be so proud of yourself so Thank you for all that you do. And uh, thank you for joining me today. I've loved this conversation. (laughs) Absolutely adored chatting to you. You you have a a lovely, kind hearted soul, John. And and I'm sure it's just wonderful coming on on your holidays for sure. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you, John. Speak speak soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today on The Widow Podcast. If you would like to find out more about how I can help you, please visit my website, www.karensutton.co.uk. I would love to help you find your way forward to a brighter future. So get in touch, let's have a conversation and let's help you take back control and find a more positive way through your grief. I look forward to hearing from you.